Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Eric Strand just did something that surely seems unthinkable to most of us. He ran the entire KD Trail, all 245 miles of it, and he set a new record. He ran the entire thing in three days and 14 hours. That's approximately 60 miles a day. To put that in perspective, that's like running two marathons every day for four straight days and then fitting in one more marathon on top of that. It's absolutely remarkable. And Eric Strand is here today to tell us all about it. So, Eric, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me to join you. You just made me tired listing that off. (laughs) I can't believe I managed to make you tired. You seem like you might be the hardest person to make tired in all of St. Louis. I mean, 245 miles over three and a half days. How is that even possible? Well, it it sounded like a good idea and a good challenge on the front end, and it uh, felt good at the end. But when you're in the middle of it, you start to realize it is a really long distance. And uh, just like everything else in life, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and eventually you get there. Had had you ever run a distance this long over such a short period of time before? No, my my record prior to this in a 24-hour race was 115 miles. So when I got to 115 miles in uh, this particular run, it was like, wow, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next few hours because this is uh, beyond whatever I've done before. Yeah, that's a a pretty big leap up from 115 miles to 245 (laughs) miles. You, You had some confidence there. Well, I don't know if it's confidence, but you're right. You get to that point. It's like, wait a second. I've gone 115 miles and I'm not even halfway done. Yeah, that's I just I keep shaking my head here because I'm just so blown away by all this. And I have to ask, um, during the time that you're actively running, as opposed to I imagine you had to take some breaks in there. What kind of minute mile pace were you averaging? It kind of depends where you're at. So uh, forward is a pace, fortunately, in a a race or a run like this but when you start out I mean it'd be in the maybe the 9 to 10 minute range through the first uh, 20 25 miles or so and at the end it's probably closer to maybe three miles an hour Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it could be 15 to 20 minutes uh, because you're just you're cooked at that point Uh, it's just a matter of continuing to move forward yeah, I mean, I imagine. I don't think anybody can say, oh, wow, only three miles in an hour once you've run 244 miles. That seems like a, a pretty good clip there. Now, mm-hmm. y- you did this over the Memorial Day weekend. You were doing it from Friday through Monday. I'm wondering what sort of conditions were out there. It, it felt like it was pretty hot and, and rainy. It got a little toasty through the end of the, the uh, holiday weekend. But actually, when it started out on Friday morning in Clinton, Missouri, 4 a.m. is when we got going, and we were just... Uh, we were followed by a storm, uh, which kind of kept the temperatures down. We had a little bit of rain, and, but the weather was perfect on Friday. Mm-hmm. It was really nice all through Friday night. Uh, didn't get warm really until more like Sunday, and then Monday was uh, was very toasty. When you say warm and, and very toasty, how hot did it get in the parts that you were at? Uh, on Monday, I think it was in the high 80s or low 90s with uh, pretty high humidity. And I'm from Minnesota originally, and uh, my Viking blood does not handle that uh, warm weather well. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like after all those miles, it would be hard for anybody to handle that well. Did you hit a point where you were tempted to just give up? Well, there were a couple parts that were pretty low. The first one came after probably about 30 hours of running, and we were at that 115-mile mark. And uh, 
I was uh, weaving across the trail and hallucinating. The trees are talking to me and I'm just thinking, how am I gonna get going again? Went and took a three hour nap and uh, woke up just feeling amazing. And uh, from there on, it, it, beyond, besides that and the fact that I started seeing all of the donations come in to mm -hmm. help with the cause, the frontline hospitality workers, it's kind of like, well, boy, there's, we're up to 15, 20, you know, $30,000. And there was a, a fair amount of uh, responsibility built into doing your best once uh, you see that many people uh, helping out. So that gave you that incentive to keep putting one foot in front of the other, even as, as you say, you were hallucinating out there. Yeah, very much so. So it was uh, it was exciting to see that there was many people that were interested in this cause, and uh, that definitely helped keep me going. Well, I know this cause is very important to you, and as much as I'm just sort of freaking out over the details of this run, I, I do want to talk to you about that. Um, I understand this cause has some personal meaning for you. Uh, what is that? Sure. Well, I've uh, worked in the hotel industry ever since I got out of college, and uh, my first job out of college was as, as, as an assistant manager at an 85-room exterior corridor motel up in Minnesota. And what that means is you pretty much do everything. You check people in, you're going to clean rooms, you'll do laundry, you'll do maintenance, and on top of that, up in Minnesota, you're going to shovel about 100 inches of snow a year. <laughs> and I just found that I loved it and uh, have uh, just grown up in the industry over the past almost 40 years and have a tremendous amount of respect for our frontline team members who get into the business in large part, you know, not to get rich as they need to make a living, but they are there because they're really good at taking care of other people and serving them. And uh, it's just sad at this point with the drop in travel due to the p pandemic that a lot of those people are at home now and they're missing out on not just their financial paycheck, but also on the psychological paycheck because the thing that they love about what they do is they get this intrinsic reward that comes back to them when they make other people happy, and they don't have that right now. So mm -hmm. I wanted to just highlight the fact that uh, you know maybe there's something we could do to help with both of those. And I know you've risen very high up with uh, Drury Hotels here in St. Louis. Uh, how are the workers that, that work for that company and, and others here in St. Louis, do you have a sense of how your guys are doing? Yeah, we've worked really hard to try and stay in touch with those that are not working right now, keep them encouraged, make sure that they know that they're important to us. And we're working hard every day to uh, build our revenues back up and get them back to work. And it'll happen. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take a little while. And uh, But uh, we've worked very hard to keep in touch with them and, and uh, let them know that we're looking forward to having them back. And Eric, you then, as you mentioned, these donations were coming in. Uh, you did a GoFundMe connected to this, and you blew way past your fundraising goal. Um, how much money are you up to at this point? Have you have you checked it lately? Well, the, uh, we set a goal of 10000 and I was thinking, well, if we could do a couple thousand, that'd be great. I mean, anything we could do would be helpful for somebody. But the last time I checked, I think we were up over $40,500, mm. $40, I believe. That's got to feel great. It does. And it's, I mean, it's still not enough. You'd like to have more, but uh, we know that we're going to have about 80 of our frontline team members who are not working right now that'll be able to get these $500 grants. And uh, that's going to help them out through a tough time. 
We're talking to Eric Strand, and he just set a new record for running the Katy Trail. That's 245 miles. He did it in three days and 14 hours, and he did it all to raise money for hospitality workers. He himself works for Drury Hotels here in St. Louis, and those people, as as he just described for us, are, are so near and dear to his heart. And that makes sense that that would be a motivation to keep you going at the same time, I still imagine. Um, man, it must have just been hard. Um, and I, I saw something that you wrote as you were leading up up to this. Um, and it really resonated with me. I imagine it would resonate with anybody who's ever tried to run any distance. You wrote a really good goal is something that's equal parts excitement and abject fear. And I have both of those inside me. Um, that feeling when you were getting ready to start, um, how scared were you going into this? Well, a couple days before a big run like this, it, you don't sleep well, your mind is, is really focused in on it. Can you do it? What's going to happen? Am I going to break down? Am I going to let other people down? But all of that kind of disappears once you start running. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you actually get out there and start moving, I mean, I just, I love running. I think it's a great teacher. And uh, there's so many uh, meditative qualities to it. And I just love getting out there and doing it. So once I started running, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to be tough. Uh, but as, as long as I don't break down, I can deal with blisters and I can deal with the heat. And there's a lot of people supporting me. And we're going to make this happen. You told our producer that initially um, one of the most difficult things was convincing your wife to let you go forward with this idea. <laughs> Did, was she a little more skeptical on the front end? Yeah, it was a little touch and go for a little while because this came about in a fairly short order. We just decided a few days before that we we're going to do this and pull it all together. And, and my wife is a rock star. She has helped crew a bunch of my you know 100-mile races. She's a logistical expert. Uh, but she knew that this was, you know, biting off more than I ever have before. And, you know, she's worried about me and uh, wants to make sure we do this safely. And I think once we figured out to uh, find some pacers, a couple of my friends that would go with me through the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I think she felt a little bit better about that. So uh, she, she got on board and once she was on board, she was on board 100% and she has been just amazing. So you mentioned these pacers. Um, you know, you did shatter this record. You cut um, three hours off of the previous record for running the Katy Trail. And yet when you think about it, over the course of three and a half days, three hours is not a huge cushion. Were you ever worried that you'd fallen off pace, that you might finish, but that you might not hit the record? Yeah, I I mean, I really didn't know how my body would respond. I didn't know how much rest I would need. And I think what I learned as I went through it is you probably don't need as much, uh, I mean, at least short term like this, you can live off of some power naps for the most part hmm. and you gotta it'll catch up to you later on but uh once we got to Dutzau, which is about 40 miles away on uh, sunday evening i knew we could just get up early and i would have I, I felt the magnetic pull of the finish at that point and we had a lot of people we're in the st louis area and we had good friends come out and stop by on the trail and cheer us on our Dury team our executive team came out and uh, really put a lot of wind in my sails. So it was definitely a team effort. But I wasn't too worried about it after we got about halfway through. Hmm. It seems like it was smart to end in St. Louis. Was that always sort of the plan you wanted to run towards home? Uh, yes, I've run the uh, the Katy Trail around the St. Louis area quite a bit, but I was not familiar with the Clinton area at all. So I, I knew getting a really good solid 
uh, first day would be helpful and doing that in uh, kind of foreign territory I thought would be good and plus I knew there'd be some support as we got closer to St. Louis. So you did mention that yeah you can survive on such little sleep and, and under these conditions but it's going to catch up to you later on. I gotta ask what kind of condition were you in when you were finally done with this thing? You must have just been covered with blisters. Uh, my, yeah, my feet are not pretty. I mean, I've, I've, I've never had a pedicure, but I would never wish this on anybody. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a few pictures for posterity, but uh, I think that if I were to post them on Facebook that uh, Mark Zuckerberg would take them off. Yeah, so. you might lose some friends over that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's pretty gnarly. Um, have you been able to go out and, and run again in, in the week that's passed since then? Actually, we were just down in San Antonio visiting our hotels, and we were staying down on the Riverwalk, and I would have felt tremendously guilty uh, leaving San Antonio without having gotten out on the Riverwalk. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So I went out with a couple friends and got a few miles in, and uh, it wasn't pretty, but uh, yeah, I got them legs loosened up a little bit again. Wow. Well, I'm just, I'm feeling guilty about all the times I've ever complained about doing exercise. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, this is just, you're, you're blowing my mind throughout this entire conversation. And I, I'd love as, as, um, as we have to head into our break here in a bit, um, I'd just love to hear what's going to stick in your mind as you think back on this experience and what must have been just such an intense three and a half days for you. Sure. It, it was an amazing uh, three days. And as I said, running is a great teacher for me. And I think the takeaways for me, and I've shared this with my team before, is number one, you can do hard things. And uh, as long as you don't quit and keep putting foot one foot in front of the other, you're better than you think you are. You can do more than you think you can. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is that uh, you can go further when other people are cheering you on, and they're going to go further when you cheer them on. So every time I ran into a friend or somebody who was there Uh, and let me know that they were thinking of me. It just uh, helped me go a little bit further. And uh, also, I've been just uh, blown away by the generosity of people. There's just a lot of good people out there that understand the need to give back to those who have touched them through their service and their kindness over these years. And uh, they've been very, very generous. And I'm just uh, so happy and, and, and proud of, of what they've done. Well, it's just, it's great how all this has, has had a happy ending. And, you know, all this, the maybe concern for you on the front end, it has paid off in something that, I mean, man, money raised and you're still out there running and, and what a great story. So uh, congratulations on setting this new record. And, and Eric Strand, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And if you're interested in contributing to this cause, we do have that information on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org about the fund that Eric was raising money for. There's also a link to his GoFundMe that he set up for this. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.